my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Percy Jackson and Titan's Curse, Chapter 19. Before I start, I do want to say I am... Um, yes, if something's wrong with my voice, then I do have COVID, so if... So you might be expecting either less downloads, because my throat will be sore, or... Downloads, uploads, or more, because I'm home? I'm not really sure. Chapter 19. The gods vote how to kill us. Flying was bad enough for a son of Poseidon, but flying straight to Zeus's palace, with thunder and lightning swirling around it, was even worse. We circled over midtown Manhattan, making one complete orbit around Mount Olympus. I'd only been there once before, traveling by elevator up to the secret 600th floor of the Empire State Building. This time, if it were possible, Olympus amazed me even more. In the early morning darkness, torches and fires made the mountain, mountainside pl- palace glow twenty different colors, from blue red to indigo, from blood red to indigo. Apparently, no one had ever slept on Olympus. The twisting streets were full of demigods and nature spirits and minor godlings, bustling about, riding chariots, and seeded chairs carried by cyclopses. Winter didn't seem to exist here. I caught the scent of the gardens in full bloom, jasmine and roses and even sweeter things I couldn't name. Music drifted up from many windows, the soft sound of lyres and reed pipes. Towering at the peak of the mountain was the greatest palace of all, the glowing white hall of the gods. Our pegasi set us down on the outer courtyard in front of huge silver gates. Before I could even think to knock, the gates opened by themselves. Good luck, boss, Blackjack said. Yeah. I didn't know why, but I had a sense of doom. I'd never seen all the gods together. I knew any of them could blast me to dust, and a few of them would like to. Hey, if you don't come back, can I have your cabin for my stable? I looked at the Pegasus. Just a thought, he said. Sorry. Blackjack and his friends flew off, leaving Thalia, Anbeth, and me alone. For a minute, we stood there regarding the palace the way we'd stood together in front of Westover Hall. That seemed like a million years ago. And then, side by side, we walked into the throne room. Twelve enormous thrones made a U around a central hearth, just like the placement of the cabins at camp. The ceiling above glittered with constellations, even the newest one. Zoe the Huntress making her way across the heavens with her, bone dra- with her bow drawn. All the seats were occupied. Each god and goddess was about five meters tall, and I'm telling you, if you've ever seen a dozen all-powerful super-beings turn their eyes at you once, well, suddenly facing monsters seemed like a picnic. Welcome, heroes, Artemis said. Moo! That's when I noticed Bessie and Grover. A sphere of water was hovering in the center of the room, next to the hearth fire. Bessie was swimming happily around, swishing his serpent tail and poking his head out of the sides and the bottom of the sphere. He seemed to be enjoying the nobility of swimming in a magic bubble. Grover was kneeling at Zeus's throne, as if he'd just been giving a report, but when he saw us, he cried, You made it! He started to run towards me, then remembered he was turning his back on Zeus and looked for permission. Go on, Zeus said, but he wasn't really paying attention to Grover. The lord of the sky was staring intently at Thalia. Grover trotted over. None of the gods spoke. Every clop of Grover's hooves echoed on the marble floor. Bessie splashed in his bubble of water. The hearth fire crackled. I looked nervously at my father, Poseidon. 
He was dressed similarly to the last time I'd seen him. Beach shorts and a Hawaiian shirt and sandals. He had been, he had weathered, suntanned face with a dark beard and deep green eyes. I wasn't sure how he, we, he would feel about seeing me again, but the corners of his eyes crinkled with smile lines. He nodded as if to say, it's okay. Grover greeted Annabeth and Thaya big hugs. Then he grasped my arms. Percy, Bessie, and Bessie and I, we made it. Both you have, but you have to convince them. Convince them. They can't do it. Do what? I asked. Heroes. Artemis said, Artemis called. The goddess slid down from her throne and turned to human size. A young, airborne-haired girl, perfectly at ease in the midst of giant Olympians. She walked towards us, her silver robes shimmering. There was no emotion in her face. She seemed to walk in a column of moonlight. The council have been, has been informed of your deeds, Artemis told us. They know what Mount Othreus, they know that Mount Othreus is rising in the west. They know of Atlas's attempt to, for freedom and the gathering armies of Kronos. We have voted to act. There was mumbling and shuffling among the gods as if they weren't all, at all happy, all happy with this plan, but nobody protested. At my lord Zeus's command, Artemis said, my brother Apollo and I shall hunt for the most powerful monsters, seeking to strike them down before they can join the Titan cause. Lady Art Athena shall personally check on the other Titans to make sure they do not escape their various prisons. Lord Poseidon has been giving permission to unleash his full fury on the cruise ship Princess Andromeda and set it, send it to the bottom of the sea. But for you, my heroes, she turned to face the other immortals. These half-buds have done Olympus a great service. Would any here deny that? She looked around at the assembled gods, meeting their faces individually. Zeus in his dark, pin-stripped suit, his black beard neatly trimmed, and his eyes were sparkling with enemy. Energy. Next to him sat a beautiful woman with silver hair braided over one shoulder and a dress that shimmered with colors like a peacock feathers. The Lady Hera. On Zeus's right, my father Poseidon. Next to him, a huge lump of man with a leg in a steel brace and a misshapen head and a wild-blown brown beard, fire flicking through his eye, his whiskers. The lord of the forges, Hephaestus. Hermes wrinkled at me. He was wearing a business suit today, checking messages on his catalyst cell phone. Apollo leaned back in his golden throne with his shades on. He had iPod headphones on, so I wasn't sure he was even listening. But he gave me a thumbs up. Dionysus looked bored, twirling a grapevine between his fingers. And Ares? Well, he sat on his chrome and leather throne, glowering at me while he sharpened a knife. On the lady's side of the throne room, a dark-haired goddess in green robes sat next to Hera, on a throne woven from apple tree branches. Diameter, goddess of harvest. Next to her sat a beautiful gray-eyed woman with an elegant white dress. She could be Annabeth's, she could be only be Annabeth's mother, Athena. Then there was Aphrodite, who smiled at me knowingly and made me blush in spite of myself. All the Olympians in one place. So much power in this room it was a miracle the whole palace didn't blow apart. I gotta say, Apollo broke the silence. These kids did o these kids did okay. He cleared his throat and began to recreate. Heroes win, Lara's. Um, yes, first class, Hermes interrupted, like he was anxious to avoid Apollo's po poetry. All in favor of not disintegrating them? A few tentative hands went up. Demeter Aphrodite, 
Wait just a minute, Ares growled. He put an Athalia in me. These are dangerous. It'd be much safer while we got them here. Ares, Poseidon interrupted. They are worthy heroes. We will not blast my son to bits. Nor my daughter, Zeus grumbled. She has done well. Thalia blushed. She studied the floor. I knew how she felt. I hardly ever talked to my father, much less got a compliment. The goddess Athena cleared her throat and sat forward. I am proud of my daughter as well, but there's a security risk here with the other two. Mother, Annabeth said, how can you... Athena cut her off with a calm but firm look. It is unfortunate that my father, Zeus, and my uncle Poseidon chose to break their oath and not ha to not have any more children. Only Hades kept his word, a fact that I find ironic. As we know from the great prophecy, children of the three elder gods, such as Thalia and Percy, are dangerous. As thick-headed as he is, Ares has a point. Right, Ares said. Hey, wait a minute, who are you calling? He started to get up, but a grapevine grew around his waist like a seatbelt and pulled him back down. Oh, please, Dionysus sighed. Save the fighting for later. Ares cursed and ripped away the vine. You're one to talk, you old drunk. You seriously want to protect these brats? Dionysus gazed down at us warily. I have no love for them. Athena, do you truly think it's safer to destroy them? I do not pass judgment, Athena said. I only point out the risk. What do we do? The council must decide. I will, I will not have them punished, Artemis said. I will have them rewarded. If, they, if we destroy heroes who do us great favor, then we are no better than the Titans. If this is Olympian justice, I will have none of it. Come down, sis, Apollo said. Jeez, you need to lighten you need to lighten up. Don't call me sis. I will reward them. Well, Zeus grumbled, perhaps, but the monster at least must be destroyed. We have agreed on that? A, a lot of nodding of heads. It took me a, re a second to realize what they were saying. Then my heart turned to lead. Bessie? You want to destroy Bessie? Mmm, Bessie protested. My father frowned. You have named the Ophiotaurus Bessie? Dad, I said, he's just a sea creature, a really nice sea creature. You can't destroy him? Poseidon shifted uncomfortably. Percy, the monster's power is con considerable. If the Titans were to steal it, or... You can't, I insisted. I looked at Zeus. I probably should have been afraid of him, but I stared him right in the eye. Controlling the prophecy never works, isn't that true? Besides, best the Ophiotaurus is innocent. Killing something like that would be wrong. It's just as wrong as, as Kronos using his children. Just because of something they might do. It's wrong. Zeus seemed to consider this. His eyes drifted to his daughter Thalia. And what of the risk? Kronos knows full well if one of... If one of you were to sacrifice this beast's entrails, you would have the power to destroy us. Do you think we can let that possibility remain? You, my daughter, will turn 16 on the morrow, just as the prophecy says. You have to trust them, Anbeth spoke up. Sir, you have to trust them. Zeus scowled. Trust a hero? Annabeth is right, Artemis said, which is why I must first take my... Make a reward. My faithful companion, Zoe Nightshade, has passed in the stars. I must have a new lieutenant, and I intend to choose one. But first, Father Zeus, I must speak to you privately. Zeus beckoned Artemis forward. 
He leaned down and spoke as she, and listened as she spoke in his ear. A feeling of panic seized me. Annabeth, I said, I said under my breath. Don't. She frowned at me. What? Look, I need to tell you something, I continued. The words came, came stumbling out of me. I couldn't stand it if you... I don't want to... Percy? She said. You look like you're going to be sick. And that's how I felt. I wanted to say more, but my tongue betrayed me. It would have been because of the fear in my stomach. And then Artemis turned. I shall have a new lieutenant, she announced. If she will accept it. No, I murmured. Thalia, Artemis said. Darter of Zeus, will you join the hunt? Stunned silence filled the room. I stared at Thalia, unable to believe what I was hearing. Enva smiled. She squeezed Thalia's hand and let it, and then let it go, as if she'd been expecting this all along. I will, Thalia said firmly. Zeus rose, his eyes full of concern. My daughter, consider well, father, she said. I will not turn sixteen tomorrow. I will never turn sixteen. I won't let this prophecy be mine. I stand with my sister Artemis. Kronos will never tempt me again. She knelt before the goddess and began the words I remembered from Bianca's oath. It seemed so long ago. I pledge myself to the goddess Artemis. I turn my back on the company of men. Afterwards, Thaya did something that surprised me as much as the pledge. Pledge. She came over to me, smirked, and in front of the whole assembly, she gave me a big hug. I blushed. When she pulled away and gripped my shoulders, I said, Um, aren't you supposed to not do that anymore? Hug boys, I mean. I'm honoring a friend, she corrected. I must join the hunt, Percy. I, have known pe I haven't known peace since, since Half-Blood Hill. I feel like I, I finally feel like I have a home. But you're a hero. You'll do... You will be the one of the prophecy. Great, I muttered. I'm proud of I'm proud I'm proud to be your friend. She hugged Annabeth, who was trying hard not to cry. Then she hugged even hugged Grover, who looked like ready to pass out, like somebody had just given him an, him an all you can eat enchilada coupon. Then Thalia went to stand by Artemis's side. Now for the Ophiatorus, Artemis said. This boy is still dangerous. This boy is still dangerous, Dionysus warned. The beast is a temptation to great power. Even if we spare the boy, no. I looked around all, at all the gods. Please, keep the Ophius Taurus safe. My dad can hide him under the sea somewhere. We keep him in an aquarium here in Olympus. But you have to protect him. And why should we trust you? Rumbled Hephaestus. I'm only fourteen, I said. If this prophecy is about me, that's two more years. Two years for Cronus to deceive you, Athena said. Much can change in two years, my young hero. Mother! Annabeth said exasperately. It is only the truth, child. It is a big strategy to keep the animal alive. Or the boy. It is bad strategy, not big. My father stood. I will not have a sea creature destroyed if I can help it, and I can help it. He held out his hand, and a trident appeared in it. A six-meter-long bronze shaft with three spear tips that shimmered with blue, watery light. I will vouch for the boy and the safety of the Ophiatorus. You won't take it under the sea, Zeus stood suddenly. I won't have that kind of bargaining chip in your possession. Brother, please, Poseidon sighed. Zeus's lightning bolt appeared in his hand, and a shaft of electricity that filled the whole room with one... Ozo ozone smell. 
Fine, Poseidon said. I'll build an aquarium from the creature here. Hephaestus can help me. The creature will be safe. I sh we shall protect it with all our powers. The boy will not betray us. I vouch for this on my honor. Zeus thought about this. All in favor? To my surprise, a lot of hands went up. Dionysus abstained. So did Ares and Athena. But everybody else? We have a majority, Zeus decreed. And so, since we shall not be destroying these heroes, I imagine we should honor them. Let the triumph celebration begin! There, there are parties, and then there are huge major blowout parties. And then there are Olympian parties. If you ever got to the, a choice, go for the Olympian. The nine muses cranked up the tunes, and I realized the, whatever music you wanted to hear, the gods could listen to classical or young, and the younger demigods heard hip-hop or whatever, and it was all the same soundtrack. No arguments, no fights to change the radio station. Just requests to crank it up. Dionysus went through growing refreshments, went around with growing refreshment stands out of the ground, and a beautiful woman walked with him, arm in arm, his wife, Aridani. Aridan. Aridain. I don't know. Dionysus looked happy for the first time. Nectar and Ambrosia overflowed from golden fountains, and platters of mortal snack food crowded the banquet tables. Golden goblets filled with whatever drink you wanted. Grover trotted around with a full plate of tin cans and enchiladas, and his goblet was full of double expression latte, which he kept muttering over like an enchantation. Pan! Pan! Grover kept coming over to congratulate me. Gods kept coming over to congratulate me. Thankfully, they had reduced themselves to human size so they didn't accidentally trampy, trample party-goers under their feet. Hermes started chatting with me, and he was so wonderful, I hated to tell him what had happened to his least favorite son, Luke. But before I could even get up the courage, Hermes got a call on his Caduceus and walked away. Paul told me I could drive his sun chariot any time if I wanted, and if I ever wanted archery lessons, thanks, I told him. But seriously... I'm no good at archery. Ah, nonsense. Target practice for th from the chariot as we fly over the U.S. Best fun there is. I made some excuses and wove through the crowds that were dancing in the palace courtyards. It was looking for I was looking for Annabeth. Last time I'd saw her, she was dancing with some minor godling. Then, a man's voice behind me said, You won't let me down, I hope. I turned and found Poseidon smiling at me. Dad, hi. Hello, Percy. You've done well. His praise made me feel uneasy. I mean, it felt good, but I knew just how much he'd put himself on the line, vouching for me. It would have been a lot easier to let the others disintegrate me. I won't let you down, I promised. He nodded. I had a big trouble reading God's emotions, but I wondered if he had some doubts. Your friend Luke? He's not my friend, I blurted out. Then I realized it was probably rude to interrupt. Sorry. Your former friend Luke, Poseidon corrected, he once promised things like that. He was Hermes' pride and joy. Just bear in mind, Percy, even the bravest can fall. Luke fell pretty hard, I agreed. He's dead. Poseidon shook his head. No, Percy, he is not. I stared at him. What? I believe Annabeth told you this. Luke still lives. I've seen it. His boat sails from San Francisco with the remains of Kronos even now. He will retreat and regroup before assaulting you again. 
I'll do my best to destroy his boat with storms, but he's making alliances with my enemies, the oldest spirits of the ocean. They will fight to protect him. How can he be alive? That fall should have killed him. Poseidon looked troubled. I don't know, Percy, but be aware of him. He's more dangerous than ever, and the golden coffin is still with him, still growing in strength. What about Atlas? I said. What's to prevent him from escaping again? Couldn't he just force some giant or something to escape, take this guy for him? My father snorted in desertion. If it were so easy, he would have escaped long ago. No, my son. The curse of the sky can only be forced upon a titan, one of the one of the children of Gaia and Uranus. Anybody else who must choose to take the burden of their free will. Only hero, someone with strength, a true heart, and great courage, would do such a thing. No one in Kronos' army dared try dare bearing that weight, even upon a pain of death. Luke did it, I said. He let Atlas go. Then he tricked Annabeth into saving him and used her to convince Artemis to take the sky. Yes, Poseidon said. Luke is... an interesting case. I think he wanted to say more, but... Just then, Bessie started moving from across the courtyards. Some demigods were playing in his water sphere, joyfully pushing it around back and forth on top of the crowd. I'd better take care of that, Poseidon grumbled. We can't have the Ophiotaurus tossed around like a beach ball. Be good, my son. We may not speak again for some time. And just like that, he was gone. I was about to keep searching the crowd when another voice spoke. Father takes a great risk, you know. I found myself face to face with a grey-eyed woman who looked so much like Annabeth I almost called her that. Athena. I tried not to sound re resentful after the way she'd written me off in the council, but I guess I couldn't hide it very well. She smiled, she smiled dryly. Do not judge me too harshly, half-blood. Wise counsel is not always popular, but I spoke the truth. You are dangerous. You never take risks? She nodded. I concede the point. You may perhaps be useful, and yet your fatal flaw may destroy us as well as yourself. My heart crept into my throat. A year ago, Annabeth and I talked about our fatal flaws. Every hero has one. Hers, she said, was pride. She believed she could do anything, like holding up the world, for instance, or saving Luke. But I didn't really know who mine was. Athena almost looked sorry for me. Kronos knows your flaw, even if I do not. Even if you do not. He knows you how to study his enemies. Think, Percy. Has he manipulated you? First, your mother is, was taken from you. Then your best friend, Grover. Now my daughter, Annabeth. She paused disapprovingly. In each case, your loved ones have been used to lure you into Cronus's traps. Your fatal, your fatal flaw is your personal loyalty, Percy. You do not know when it is time to cut your losses. To save a friend, you will sacrifice the world. In a, in a hero of the prophecy that is very, very dangerous. I balled my fists. That's not a flaw, just because I want to help my friends. The most dangerous flaws are those which are good in moderation, she said. Evil is easy to fight. Lack of wisdom? That is very hard indeed. I wanted to argue, but I couldn't. Athena was pretty darn smart. I hope the council decisions prove. I hope the council's decisions prove wise," Athena said. "But I will be watching, Percy Jackson. 
I do not approve of your friendship with my daughter. I do not think it wise for either of you. And you should be, and sh should you begin to waver in your loyalties? She mixed, she fixed on me with her gold gray stare, and I realized what a terrible en enemy Athena would make. Ten times worse than Ares or Dionysus, maybe even my father. Athena would never give up. She would do something really rash or stupid just be. She would never do something really rash or stupid just because she hated you. And if she made a plan to destroy you, it would not fail. Percy! Ambeth said, running through the crowd. She stopped when she saw who I was talking to. Oh. Mom? I will leave you, Ambeth, Athena said. For now. She turned and strode through the crowds, which parted before her as if she were carrying Aegis. Was she giving you a hard time? Ambeth asked. No, I said, it's... It's fine. She studied me with concern. She touched the new streak of gray hair in my... She touched the new streak of gray hair in my hair that matched hers exactly. A painful souvenir that from holding Alice's burden. That was a, a lot I wanted to say to Annabeth, but Athena had taken the confidence from me. I felt like I'd been punched in the gut. I do not approve of your friendship with my daughter. I thought. So, Annabeth said, what did you want me to tell me earlier? The music was playing. People were dancing in the streets. I said, uh, I, uh, I was thinking we got interrupted at Westover Hall, and uh, I think you, I owe you a dance. She smiled slowly. All right, seaweed brain. I took her hand, and I don't know what everybody else heard, but it sounded to me like a slow dance. A little sad, maybe, but a little hopeful, too. And that was chapter 19. Uh, I hope you had a good time listening to me read this chapter. And uh, I kind of felt slow reading. I'm not sure. That didn't feel like a very long chapter. It was like 12 pages. It took me like half an hour to read. Yeah. I'm sorry if I did read that. You could always go to podbean.com or download the app Podbean and um, tell me there if I was a bad reader, I could re-record it and repost it, you know? You never know. Well, see ya. Bye.